0: Hi, my name is Peter Maestri, and you're listening to Divorce the First Six Months. If you are someone who is about to go through a divorce, or maybe you're healing from one, then you're in the right place. This conversation and the stories you're going to listen to focus on people who have gone through a divorce, and more importantly, how they navigated through it. Having said that, let's get right into it. Why well, is it good. why is it so important to be responsible for yourself? Like, to not hold or blame the other person?
1: Why well, is it important?
0: Yeah. Like if you were talking to, well, you we are talking to the audience, like you're letting these people know, whoever it is that's out there that's listening, you know, why it is important to not blame the other person?
1: Well, I mean, look, man, my my initial answer is, I don't know if it's so important. <laughs> Plenty of people doing a great life where they blaming everybody. Yeah. <laughs> At least so it seems to me, you know? Yeah. A lot of guys, a lot of a lot of people with a lot of toys on this planet, and they ain't taking care of shit.
0: yeah, but I take your story. like I'm listening to what you're saying, and I'm hearing you take responsibility. You're being accountable for what's happening. You're not blaming the other person for for uh, cheating or lying. You're being accountable. and you're not denying that person the fact that you love them at one point and that you'll continue to love them. You're honoring the fact that that she's the mother of your children. So why is it important to not blame the other person? And the question is to you, but obviously you're okay, talking.
1: Okay, 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 You know so what I'm I, saying? I, but it's I, it's definitely I, for you. I, I, this is I'll your story. Back this is down. you. Yeah. i I'll back now. So to, uh, a couple of reasons. I, I just know I have to still make sure it, it's it's. This is not the right way of doing anything. What I'm saying. I'm saying what works for me and my self-expression and my desire to have a whole and complete, feeling good kind of life. You know, one hundred percent yeah people some people do feeling good however they feel good that's their thing yeah. uh, uh, i I like making a difference as you know like I just love that you know what can I do to actually add value to wherever I go
0: yeah
1: that's my addiction, if you will um so um one of the pillars of the thinking for me was I'd never wanted to have my daughter's experience their father hating their mother because it was, it's not it's not their problem it's not their thing doesn't mean we didn't have tip for tat and arguments and fights here and there but in the scale of you know to the last 10 years you couldn't even add them up to one month total two weeks total i would assert like i could go down and somebody could tell me "Go, let's look at the events
0: Eep.
1: blip you know and it's always recovered great
0: yeah
1: so you know you, you want to raise great kids fully functioning kids which is just a practice it's not give like a get there you just always practicing you better be fully functioning and practice it you know because no matter what you tell your kids, they go by what you do, for, period. In the For sure in the early years. Uh, um, so it was important to me that, that my, the mother of my children, uh, uh, that my daughters didn't experience their father hating their mother. There's just nothing there. It makes nothing. It's also important to me that their mother be extremely successful. Like you have people who get into divorce and they want the other partner to fail. You know, why would you want the mother or father of your children to, to be a failure? Now now there are people who want to be successful to spite the other person and show the kids I'm better than them. Yeah. Well, maybe you aren't. But you know, you're better at those skills, you're not better at these skills. You're better at that skill, you're better at this skills, you know. A lot of people are great at one thing, they're not great at another. It's like Einstein has that quote about, you know, if you give five animals the same test, you're gonna have four of them are gonna fail it. So if you give a monkey a fish test, they're gonna fail it. If you give a fish a bird test, they're gonna fail it but they all have incredible skills, right? Incredible skills. So we're, we're really, which we're which really dumbasses, man. When it comes to that, thinking that everybody's supposed to be, you know, rich and famous, or or, or noble and peaceful, or religious in this, or whatever, fill in the blank, whatever you think everybody should be, you're crazy. No, everybody shouldn't be that. So that was that was a big one for me. Um, and then the other part that that also drove me was the the like I am half of my daughters. My daughters are half me and their mom. So it's really not healthy to have a dysfunctional like one half being disruptively dysfunctional. That that lays on a kid in the early years, especially when they're still learning how to be fully functional or if they're even learning that, quite frankly, or or distinctions to be self determining. If they're even learning that, but it's there in the background, you know, they become the conversations that are around them, especially early yeah. on. The last thing that I'll say to that is, um, there was a quote, and I forget the the. Our, when it, you know? it's a quote, I forget what it is, people in the audience probably know it. Maybe you could put it up later or put it on the site. All right, and it went something like this, that after all these years, the sun never says to the earth, hey, look what I did for you. The sun just keeps giving and giving and giving. The sun, literally, the sun keeps, yeah. and Earth flourishes because of the sun. No sun, no Earth. Uh, I used that; that really made a difference to me. That after all the years of the relationship, no matter what I did for her, or no matter how I did it, she did you know her stuff too. I wasn't going to hold that, and just like even raising a kid, you know, I I, I like to be the you know, professional parent, full time parent, because I love to do that. I'm not doing that until they owe me anything. So you have to want to really do it, you know? It's not for everybody, but yeah. it's for me.
0: What's your biggest takeaway in all of this? Like, looking back at it now, what would you have done differently?
1: Well, the, what I would have done differently was work-wise, for sure. You know, I'm in the mortgage business. I, you know, I was in the mortgage business business since I was 24 years old. Uh, you know, I stopped. I uh, stopped. So I stopped like a lot, not 100%, but I stopped enough. So I wanted to go make movies. I produced a bunch of movies, read books, performed. I wanted to, I was young and enough that I wanted to go explore that world. I actually ended up winning awards in that world. I mean, it did really well to a certain degree. I was in a good trajectory in that world. Uh, but then when the divorce happened, uh, when we decided to, when I definitely decided after she already decided to, I was two of us, uh, I i took the, 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 the stance where I said I surrendered the decade. I wrote a lot of things. I did some consulting here and there, case by case. And because um, uh, I know, I just, I, I knew that I had 10 years, man, from like three years old to 13. That's what we have as parents to really be there. The first three years, pick them up, they go wherever you want. They got no choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they go, I hear the boss get on my back, out of my front, in the cart. So, and people complain about that. Go, let me tell you something. The first one to three is easy. There's no, there's no, there's no, um, there's no filibustering. There's no debate. There's yeah. no, Wah, I don't want to go there. There's nothing. Yeah. There's there no independence. There's no walking toddler around. You have to like track them down. But from three to 13, 12, let's say 10, those are the years where you have an opportunity to really shape, mold and be with them and enjoy the pleasures of your know, daddy, 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 daddy. There was there was a, a friend of mine, a uh, real estate developer, great guy from New Jersey We've been friends already 30 something years. Uh, Trip Brooks, he gave me that distinction before I even had kids. He had, he had kids, and he told me once. I, I asked him, I "Go, yeah, you're like, you're being, you're great with your, your kids." And I know you give it all. Like, what is it like? And he shared with me something that somebody shared with him. He goes, "You know, uh, someone shared this with me once." He goes, uh, "Who do I need to be?" So my daughter, when she's three years old, comes running up to me, "Daddy, daddy, daddy, daddy," and then when she's six years old, "Daddy, daddy, daddy, daddy." And then when she's 10 years old, daddy, 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 daddy. Then when she's 12 years old, daddy, 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 daddy. When she's 14, 16, 18 years old, daddy, 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 daddy. When she's 25, 30, daddy, 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 daddy. 40, 50, daddy, 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 daddy. Who do I need to be as a man, as a person, to has my daughter still be so connected and freed up with me that comes running up to me, daddy, 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 daddy. And, man, that takes just a lot of completion, commitment. It becomes more and more effortless when you, quite frankly, stop bullshitting. Say, I mean, I shouldn't say it that way. You just have to be authentic, man. Straight talk with them. And I, have, we have, I love when my daughters go, Chad, hey, Dad, we got this thing. We got this thing. <laughs> <laughs> we can still talk. Like, we got this thing, you know, <laughs> which is great. So the biggest takeaway – I'm sorry, the biggest uh, – uh, I think you asked what was the biggest thing. Uh, biggest takeaway. Uh, the biggest takeaway – was it takeaway, or, or, or I didn't hear it as takeaway. I heard it as uh, what well, was the biggest mistake? Is what I heard uh, ironically, uh, uh, oh, but Well, here's what what to finish it. I I would have, I would have, um, I would have stayed a little deeper in the mortgage business, right, from a financial perspective, because mm-hmm. I was some independently wealthy guy. You know, everybody's trying to be independently wealthy. I mean, I'm halfway there. Independently broke.
0: Independently, bro-
1: <laughs> <laughs> I got the independent uh, science. Bro, I did it all by myself. Like a real hey, daddy, I did it all by myself. <laughs> it's a big mess in the background. No, I took. I took on making films and movies, and you know, the divorce was a major curveball. So, I, 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 I would have. But then you know, you say that, and I'm like, but then again, I have such a great business now. I have great people around me. Would this? Would would would, would what I have now happened? if I didn't go to those breakdowns. Something would have happened, but I'm really happy with what I have now. So I'll take the breakdown, you know, keep the benefits that are here now. It's like in the godfather. You know, leave the gun, take the cannoli. You yeah. know, that is the scene of the godfather. I like the cannolis I got right now, you know? Yeah.
0: So what would you have done differently? That was the question.
1: What I would, you know, what I would have done differently yeah. is I would have been more active in uh, my business uh, the mortgage business in particular, which is something I've been masterful at since, you know, 24 years old.
0: Yeah. And you said something earlier that I don't know if the audience grasped, but I want, I want to make sure that it gets cemented. You surrendered the decade. You intentionally knew that the important years of your children was from 3 to 13 or 10 or 12, but you surrendered your decade.
1: Yeah, what, but that that goes back to the first thing I said, which is I had 25 years of training and development leading courses at Lamarck education, for example. Yeah. Uh, you know, that I knew, <laughs> it's like, I've worked with enough people and I've been in enough courses with people and the dysfunctional where it comes from. And a lot of the issues that people are dealing with, it's just not complete with their childhood. Yeah. I mean, you could see people talking, they're grown ass adults, richest people in the world, broke ass people in the world. And like this person, their emotional intelligence is literally five years old, like five years old. Now you can't even tell them that. Like I tell this, like, See, a smart person, you could tell them they're stupid. They could tell them they're dumb. Like if somebody's smart and emotionally intelligent, you know, you're a dumbass. And they're like, okay, what did I do wrong? And then you have a comment, and they go, okay, great. And then they learn. Yeah. But a dumbass person, you can't tell them they're a dumbass. Because that's a fight. It's an argument. It's a debate. They're really trying to hold on to their position that they learned when they were grade. And you could be, look, we do jujitsu, right? Yeah. You, you could be a black belt in one area. Phenomenal talent, incredible distinctions. But then you have a conversation about another topic and dysfunctional as hell. Just like an extremely talented person could go in and in uh, making money or or you know building, coaching, educator, you name it. and then they go to something like you did to it and you're a dumbass. You're a white <laughs> Okay, so, so you know once physical, what I love about Jiu-Jitsu, it's, though it's physical, it is also mental. It is a lot of oh education. My and, yeah, it, I mean, it really encompasses all the other sports. And you know me. I've played football at high levels. I I could go down the list of stuff yeah. that I've done. Uh, it's it's a 1-0 encompassing, right? But if you take those black belt distinctions and apply it to business, you're going to do really well. If you could take your business distinctions or coaching distinctions and apply it to Jiu-Jitsu, you're going to do really well. You still have to do the physical part. You have to stay in the game. Uh, um so, so, yeah. So, 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 most people can't have a fully functioning self-determining conversation, not because they don't have the ability uh, or capabilities. The capacity is usually there. It's really just a function of being trainable, being being willing to learn. Like you can't get better at jujitsu. I don't care how many videos you watch, how many uh, uh, seminars you go to, how much you read, how much you watch somebody. How much you even get coached like somebody's coach until you actually get on the mat and roll.
0: Yeah, it's just not going to happen.
1: It's not going to happen as good as possible when you're actually rolling. And then there's a level of rolling and then there's competing, which is a whole other world. Like no matter how much you practice, until you get that first competition and you go into that, that arena and you're like, oh my God. And there's other men and women from around the world there. That's a different level of training. Yeah. Same thing for business, same thing for jogging cooking i mean this it uh, i want to uh, uh, can, can i interject a, a, a distinction without you even asking anything for
0: sure of course
1: so um what one of the things that i've found through my years of training is the immaturity level people have with the word judge don't judge me when somebody says don't judge me i don't want to be judged and this is in the culture. It's like it happens. In, it starts in elementary school. Uh, uh, I shouldn't say it starts in elementary school. You hear it in elementary school. You hear it in teenagers. You hear it in adults. But it's adults. that keep on training the elementary school kids with the, with the, quite frankly, the stupidity of. Don't judge me. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's not cool to judge anybody. Who are you to judge me? I'm like, you know, that the most professional elite at anything love to be judged and evaluated and peer-reviewed and up in the mat, and have people give them feedback and correct their spelling and correct their actions and their tweak and the moves. They go To be successful at anything, you got to love being judged and evaluated, peer-reviewed, uh, questioned, pushed up against, evolved, mature. The best writers in a writing room are not the writers that are fighting for what they said, but the ones that are maturing with what they said that genesis the conversation to the next level in the next level and the next level. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, that joke that uh, I would always say, I would say, uh, um, I'm glad I thought of that Yeah. <laughs> <That's> like, <laughs> for the audience in the room. There's, you know, myself, Peter, and uh, another uh, great director, Lisa France, writer, uh, uh, I had this joke with her many years ago. And it's says, it's evolved between us where it, if we're having a conversation and we're creating something, um, if somebody says, I'm glad I thought of it, that's pretty much the completion. Like, okay, that was the best idea on the table. Yeah. But we also know that it was an idea that evolved. Like, I say X, you say B, you say Y, and then I'm glad I thought of it. It's like, okay, that's a, that's the closer, right? Yeah. <laughs> so you take credit for the other person's idea. And if people get upset at that, that's like, you got to be careful, man. Because, those are, you know, it's, you can't, it's, it's dysfunctional. Yeah. It, it's definitely not as functional as maybe I should say, I should say it's dysfunctional, but it's not, a, it's not the best functional, functionality you could have on the table when you're trying to work on something. So so what I distinguish with the judgment, how I distinguish that um, uh, was uh, uh, in the beginning, during my divorce, you know, in the be- first six months, as I was writing the books and, and, which I didn't even know I was writing a book. I was just releasing, releasing, yeah. releasing. And I noticed that one of the things my ex tried to, well, you can't judge me about this. And I said, you know, t- I think you have judging collapse. At first I was like, what are you talking about? I'm not judging you. But then I, I come back to myself. Let me, let me look at what is it, what's going on? I said, and I realized, oh, I could see that the language is off here. A lot of people have judge, like judging, to confuse with God. Like God judges you on judgment day. Like there's this major overlap I noticed with religion in particular. It's like only God can judge you. Well, I'm not trying to God you. Yeah. That's a whole other topic, religion. Okay. So, are you saying I'm God? If I said something to you, you are now have the experience of God is judging you? Well, thank you for the compliment, but no, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> what I am saying is that you could separate. This is not like judgment day and God is judging you. This is an opportunity to grow, develop, and see that what you're doing might not work for another person. Or you might have the conversation and the other person might realize, oh, wow, you know what? You're right. What you're doing is actually, you know, I could learn. It's having a conversation. You know, a fully functioning conversation. Yeah. So, so the, being judgment, being judged was a major thing, and it goes the other way. It gives me a lot of freedom because, you know, anything somebody says to me, for the most part, I could hear anything anybody says to me. I'm telling you, dude, I hear it as a contribution. I hear it as a contribution. I hear it as an opportunity to grow, for sure. Laugh, yeah. especially if it's like on the money bullseye, uh, and and evolve. So like anything. Uh, this is one of the courses that uh, they say it this way in a course at Landmark Education, the, the partnership course. I think it's a part wisdom or partnership course, but it's a great distinction where it, anything you do to and anything you say, it empowers me. It, it, it's a version of that, the, how they say it. I, I always say it as whatever, you know, whatever hooks me is me. So there's no, there's nothing you're going to say that if I get hooked, it's your fault. You were just able to say the combination, the way you said it. Oh, but I don't have to look at myself. My favorite is narcissist. When people call other people, narcissists, mm-hmm. it's always so obvious how narcissist the person calling the other person a narcissist is, it's it's so obvious, it's like like blatant, but you can't really have this conversation with somebody unless they're interested in it, open to it and have some degree of functionality where it's okay, how am I the narcissist? I know I'm hating that person for being a narcissist, but how am I the narcissist? Are you really open to that conversation? It's really easy to distinguish it, but you got to be open. And I'm not interested in fighting with people who don't pay me for the coaching either, by the way, so. Yeah. It's like, whatever.
0: This conversation started because someone challenged me to be vulnerable. So I'm challenging you. Share yourself and your story. Be courageous. Be vulnerable. It makes a difference.